This is Andy Gutierrez from StarWars.com, and you are listening to Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. This is the podcast you're looking for. This is James Arnold Taylor, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. Hmm, I have a good feeling about this. Joining me today for a cup of coffee on this special episode of Coffee with Kenobi is a Star Wars legend. That's right, I'm going to say it. He's a Star Wars legend. One of the nicest, most welcoming people in all of fandom. He certainly was instrumental in helping to get coffee with Kenobi. Well, I, I guess to give us credibility, uh, I'm going to introduce the one, the only, Mark Newbold. That's one of the nicest introductions I've ever had. <laughs> well, it's, the check cleared then. It did check. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't bounce. So that was a nice, that was a good one. That's good. But no, I mean, I remember... Shortly after we launched our social media and started doing the shows, we only done like one or two. And you sent us a press release of what you and Jeremy Bullock were doing before Celebration Europe. And I remember saying to my wife, I just got a press release from Mark Newbold. And you were one of the first guests we ever had on, too. So I've always uh, appreciated that. Oh, no. No, that's very cool. It's, it's nice that you remember that. That's going back a few years. That's seven or eight years ago, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So how are you, my friend? It's been a while since we've had you on Coffee with Kenobi. Uh, we were just talking before we recorded today that it's been a little over a year since Celebration Chicago. You and I got that picture together in the Celebration shop. Yeah. What has been going on in your world and with Fanta tracks? Oh, wow. Fanta's been – we've been busy bunny since then. I mean, it's the site's growing – Nice and steady, not crazy numbers, but nice and steady. So we're, it's always an upward curve, which is fun and always exciting to see, uh, for us anyway, <laughs> hopefully for the people who follow us and read it. Um, podcasts are coming along nicely and social media is growing. So so that side of it's good. It's 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 been interesting for me in the sense of back in the day when I first started on websites in the 90s, really, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was the writer and we had a Louis, my technical guy, did all the, the coding um you know all the all the techie side of it and and you know we were really just doing it for ourselves i mean it felt like we had nobody reading what we were doing and then it wasn't until quite a way in of doing lightsaber uh for sort of 10 years that we realized we'd actually got more a lot more people reading what we did than we thought and then going to do jedi news which is already an established site with a name you know that was a different experience again uh but starting fanta sort of end of 2017 from a from a cold start you know with no other word other than the people that were doing it and myself and and brian and matt you know people know us but that's not enough to sort of build a following so we've had to sort of graft and work at it it's been really fun it's been a lot of fun and i can't believe it's 12 years since we were in that shop that's that when you put that picture on the other day that just totally tickled me i was like 12 months that's not that does not seem right (laughs) It is pretty cool. So obviously, we'll certainly talk about sort of the um, the pink bantha in the room, and that would be, you know, is celebration going to happen? We we really don't know. Uh, right. Mark and I uh, certainly are very fortunate and blessed. We've worked hard, but we've got some connections inside the industry and out of the industry. But we still have no clue, off or on the record, about what's going to happen. All we know is that the uh, governor of California has has said he doesn't foresee large gatherings through August, but that's just speculation. He also was quick to point out that, you know, that's that's quite a few months away. We don't really know what's going to happen. So basically, I don't know about you, Mark, but I'm just sort of taking a, 
a Jedi patient's wait and see while preparing myself that it's possible uh, that it may not occur. Yeah, pretty much the same, to be fair. I mean, um, I think he is sensible to be cautious and sensible to sort of prime people that a lot of big events, and there's a huge, I mean, for us, it's our it's our WrestleMania, isn't it? It's our Super Bowl, but it's not the only show in town. Yeah. There's other stuff that's going to be put to one side, like all the sports events, all the music events, everything else. So I think he's a sensible man to, to say what he said. And if if circumstances change to the degree that it's safe to do it, and we, you know, we as as visitors and and they as you know the people in charge are confident and comfortable that, that it's not just going to proliferate again, then do it. But if not, better safe than sorry. It's too too way too risky. It's far more. Um, well, lethal is the only word, really. It's far more lethal than I think anybody ever expected. So it's sure. just not worth the risk. And it's across all ages. It's not just over 70s like we thought initially. So, um, right. but yeah, to your point, yeah, I, I, I wonder I wonder whether it will happen or not. My, my gut says no. Um, and I've heard nothing. I mean, you know, I, I did the podcast stage last year, fortunately, and, and fingers crossed if and when it happens, I'll do that again, you know. But um read quite smartly i think are keeping the cards close to their chest and lucasfilm as well so i think you know they're, they're being smart in that sense still where are we four four and a half months out or whatever it is exactly um, yeah i don't know <laughs> give me I, that crystal ball just, yeah there's no crystal ball we uh, difficult yeah. to see the future is as yoda would say and we True. don't know but i think it's paramount and i'm glad you said that I think safety is the most important thing. It's it's absolutely yeah. the most important thing. You don't want anyone to be in jeopardy. Of course, we miss one another and want to celebrate Star Wars together. But there are a lot of ways to do that. And, you know, if it happens, wonderful. If it doesn't, uh, it will happen later. You know, we'll, we'll just have to wait. There are plenty of other things yeah. to, to kind of fill our Star Wars cups. I, I like what Major League Baseball has done. Obviously, they're a gigantic uh you know, entertainment machine and money-making machine. And people love baseball have for over a hundred, you know, 200 years. And I mean, I guess I'm no math teacher. I'm an English teacher as we all know, (laughs) but uh, they have said, you know, until we can travel uh, until fans can come to the stadium safely and until our players can get out there and play without any risk to their health or risk to the fans or the managers or the media, we're not going to do it. And I think that's what you have to do. So we're not going to spend yeah. a lot of time talking about that. We don't want to. We don't want to bring anybody down. We just want to say we're here for you. We understand all the Star Wars fan sites and podcasts and YouTube channels. Understand we are. We certainly hope to give you plenty of content to distract you and keep the the force smiling on you. And it should because there's a lot of great stuff on there. You and I were just talking about the art of of the rise of Skywalker. And it's a gorgeous book. You did an awesome review. T- talk about your thoughts on the book. I loved it. I mean, I, I, one thing is for me, um, I'm, when the original Star Wars Empire and Jedi back in, I think Star Wars came out in 79 and, and the others came out pretty much when the films came out, there or thereabouts, they had a very different physical look about the books. All the same size, but but looked very different on the shelf. But when the prequels not books came out. They had a sim. They had a, a sort of a parity. They looked nice on the shelf, and I'm a bit sort of anal about stuff like that. I like that. Uh, if you're not going to go completely unique like the originals did, then really mix it up for the for you know uh, keep them nice and, and and uniform. So the new ones are beautifully uniform. They look fantastic spines out on the shelf. But when you get into this book, 
there's so many, so many cool designs. And it just, and, and what I love about the design teams on the new films is that they've completely, and they should, I mean, there's no way they, they could do anything other, but they've taken the, the feel and the vibe. They've not aped it. They've not completely slavishly copied it, but it's got that Macquarie feel. It's got that Joe Johnson feel. It's got that John Mollo feel. It's all in there, you know, because Star Wars, there's a quote in the book, and I mentioned it in the review, uh, James Klein, when he basically says, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, you know, this is a long time ago. These are historical films. They're, they're a long time ago. Nothing to do with Earth. But but to watch these films and take something from them, you've got to have those parallel points. And George always took from history and quite often recent history. I suppose you think when Star Wars came out, World War II was a lot closer to Star Wars than it is now sort of thing. So there was points that he took in Vietnam. It just happened and Watergate. It just happened and all these things. So all of this is sort of seeped into the sponge of what Star Wars became. It's all in there. And we continue to do that today with Star Wars. But there's, there's, it's become its own aesthetic in a way. So you've got to nail that. And this book shows you how hard they work, how many iterations, how many revolutions and redraws and retakes they go through for the, in this instance, J.J., you know, to, for the guy at the top with his, you know, his J.J. Fabuloso stamp or whatever he uses, you know, to go, yep, that one, yep, that one, yep, that one. Because say say what you like about J.J. as a filmmaker, director, a writer or whatever. When he did Super 8, he, does, he did a good Spielberg. When he did... You know, when he did um, Force Awakens, he did a good George. You know, he he get, he captures the vibe. He's very good at capturing a vibe. And those films did that really, really well. And he's done it again with this one. You know, it feels like a Star Wars film. It captures that, that you know, whatever the essence is. And it's not something you can bottle. And nobody's been able to quite do it the same since, you know, well, ever. You know, we've all been chasing that. You know, it's not Van Halen, isn't it? You know, Eddie had the brown sound on the first album. He chased it ever <laughs> since and never quite got it. You know, it's that sort of logic of like, well, we've got to get back to that. Got to get back to that, you know, and it's it's the thrill of the chase, you know. Sometimes yeah. I get closer than others, but, yeah, it's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book. And it gives a lot some cool insights to the kind of what went into the development of this. I've been fascinated by that sort of dark uh, oracle that Kylo Ren encounters at the beginning of the novelization mm. of the rise of Skywalker. And there's certain great images in there of that, as well as a, a BB eight with some pretty heavy weaponry. A lot of, a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, uh, <coughs> excuse me. It, it, it gives you, I love the, I love to think about the roads not taken. I don't, I don't worry that they weren't taken. I love yeah. to consider where it would have gone. You know, there's all the, you know, dark horse in the day did, you know, or the Infinity sort of stuff, the Star Wars alternate versions of what might have been, and obviously the Star Wars as well, which was a completely different sort of riff on the original. So I, I love to think where these things could have gone. And there's, I think Jedi, in a way, Return of the Jedi, more than any of the others, has these sort of roads not taken moments. <coughs> Excuse me. And it feels to me like a lot of those elements made their way into this film, even obvious things, you know, like Palpatine's chair, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. A lot of Ralph, Ralphie stuff. Um, but yeah, but I don't. I never worry that they weren't the roads that weren't taken. What, what we got on the screen is the film that's canon. That that inverted commas that happened. Yeah, you know. But like you say, I love yeah the, the sort of the bog swamp creature with you know. It, it reminded me very much. <coughs> sorry, I've suddenly got a cough. It reminded me very much of that scene in um, uh, Phantom Menace. 
uh, with Boss Nass when he sort of finally, when Padme reveals herself and asks for their sure. help. And he stood on top of a sort of a half sunken head on the boo in the, in the grasslands. Uh, and it kind of felt that, that creature on the head sort of felt a bit like that. So yeah, there's some, there's some interesting stuff in there. I mean, I've, I've sort of flicked through, read it, done the review, read it again. I, I really do want to sit down with a cup of tea and just really detailed go through it. Cause there's so many cool little things. In there. And also the book of, as well, you know, Phil Sostak has done a great job of sort of detailing, all these moments and thoughts of, of you know, Scanlon and people like that about what they did. It's, it's fascinating. It is. You and I, of course, uh, chatted with Neil Scanlon um, in London at, um, at Pinewood Studios for that Gillette experience. Remember that? That yeah. was fun. Yeah. Well, I spoke to him recently um, um, quite, quite at length. And, and uh, as you do, you know, you, you chat to these folks and, you, you know, when you're, so just getting it all teeing it all up and getting it started. You have a bit of a chit chat about the world, and and obviously with everything that's going on right now, we you know we had a bit of a chat that ended up being about a half an hour chat before we even started the interview, just talking sure. about you know the way the state of the world. And then he he said he says have we met before? And I says we have. We met about three times. Once a couple of premieres, which was like a quick hello and a handshake. I mm-hmm. said but we met at the the Gillette event at, at Pinewood. Oh yeah, yeah, and he remembered. So I don't know if he remembered me, but obviously he remembered the event. Um, but yeah, lovely bloke, lovely bloke. But yeah, He's nice. just the, the yeah the level of work that goes in and the, the book really highlights. And of course, that's a very specific perspective of all the mm-hmm. concept art and, and and that angle of it. Because as well as that, you kind of you're hankering for a. We're not going to get it for a long time, but you're kind of hankering for a a Rinsler style making of type book, you know, or even when he did the making of revenge of the Sith, which was, which was a comparatively slim book compared to the Star Wars Empire and Jedi books that he did. Sure. Um, you know, it'd be fascinating to see, just to see the process, you know, to see images of the guys working on these physical 3d things, as opposed to these beautiful concept pieces, which for the most part are 2d. So Yeah. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Coffee with Kenobi. As everyone knows, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel is the official travel partner of Coffee with Kenobi. They are wonderful and have always been so great and kind and supportive to me and my family, both for our travel and for travel for the show. Naturally, recently, travel is very, very different. In fact, it's not going on right now at all with everything going on in the world. And the good news is that with MEI and Mouse Fan Travel... They are going to help you have peace of mind. MEI and Mouse Fan Travel wants you to know that you are valued clients, but you're a part of the MEI family. They are putting their decades of experience to work to guide you through this uncertain time. They are going to be your advocates and are going to keep you informed and prepared to travel with confidence when you are ready, when you are comfortable. And they are suggesting that you postpone but don't cancel. They're still open for business They will help you dream of your next trip. It doesn't have to be in 2020. It can be 2021 and beyond. This is why I love and trust MEI and Mouse Fan Travel because they will take care of it and me. And they will you too. They're going to be looking up things and helping me and all of you to have peace of mind so that when you're ready, when things have settled down, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel will be the place for you to go. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out to MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, of course, or go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash mousefantravel. 
and anyone who's created, you know, whether it's writing or photography or video or anything that you do, even podcasting, what you start with isn't always what's going to end up happening. That's just a natural part of the creative process. Speaking of the creative process, uh, you, of course, have been, uh, I can't believe it's been almost three years for Fanthotrax, <laughs> which is pretty wild. Kind of talk to everybody about the history of the website and how you got your team together. and Because I, I think it's interesting. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, with Fanther, obviously, I've done Jedi news for a long time. I'm obviously been on Coffee with Kenobi a few times when I was still doing Jedi news, um, and I was there for seven years. And it was it was nothing other than I just felt like I wanted to change. Uh, and I think because not, you know, some people online will say it's just a silly space film about wizards and stuff, and and on the face of it, of course, it is. Um, but when you really, when it becomes your hobby and it's your passion. And you know what I mean. A lot of your, a lot of your creative time is spent doing stuff related to it. It's, it's more than just a silly film about space wizards. It's actually part of your life. So, for me, I always said, and I said it forever. You know, as soon as it stops being fun, don't do it. Find something else. There's plenty of other things you can be spending your time doing. Thankfully for me, so far, uh, I've never got bored of doing it. And it started when I was like, you know, a little kid, and I started doing fanfic in like. 1982 the first oh, fanfic you did i did fan fiction really oh yeah for years yeah i've yeah, got everything yeah i've still got oh. the original book that i i wrote called quest for freedom um which was wow. set between empire and jedi yeah yeah and what a great uh, title. The whole, yeah it was just the whole search for han solo thing and and then i did a sequel called the lydon legacy which and I was going to do a third one called The Search Continues, which I never finished because I'd started doing audio dramas then back in the mid-'80s. Um, so for years, it was all sort of creative creative stuff in the, through the 80s to the 90s when the role – well, mid mid to late 80s sort of West End role play started, so that completely took over and then um, went back to the short fiction writing in sort of the early 90s and never really stopped doing that until probably 2004, 2005, doing it regularly when I was doing lightsaber I was about five years in the lightsaber <coughs> and um obviously Sith was just about to come out and we've had the Clone Wars micro series and but it all felt like it was you know the, the world had changed a bit and I decided to pause the site from it being fanfic because I've got three other guys that wrote with me and they'd moved on to do other things uh, and thought right I'm going to refresh and really we always did news there was always news current news on lightsaber but news became the focus. So from 2005 onwards, we actually relaunched the same day that Wikipedia launched, which is always stuck in my head. No um, but it became uh, an interview and um, news site, <coughs> excuse me, predominantly. So that was where we sort of took the focus. But yeah, it's leading up to, to Jedi news, I mean, um, decided to step on in 2010 and really got stuck in from 2011 through to 2017. And like I say, it was just, just time for a change. It was just time to do something different. So um, decided to do something new. Um, Brian was ready to do something new. Matt and Brian are like, you know, joined at the hip. So, so that was, you know, that, that was that. And then a few of the other guys, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I never actively, asked anybody to come with me there was never any poaching if you want to put it in those terms but a few people just decided to to move across and do something different as well um which which was nice you know for me i was quite flattered that they wanted to sort of join, join the party sort yeah. of thing there's, there's um, plenty of star wars for everyone 
Exactly. Well, that's that was my that was my mindset was that well, yeah, there's plenty of Star Wars to go around, and everyone's got a slightly different angle. And whilst Phantom and Jedi News are both news sites at, at their core, you know, Jedi News are more sort of collector focused because James is very much a, a collector, and that's his sort of angle into Star Wars. I'm a bit more sort of eclectic. So ours is a bit more sort of a uh, bit more random. And obviously we both do podcasts and we both, you know, we're both sort of larger UK sites. Now we've sort of, um, we've sort of built up quite nicely over the intervening time. So there's, I think there's enough of a difference between the two sites that they're their own thing. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been fun and you try certain things and some things work and some things don't. And um and I'm very, I'm very nostalgic. So I love looking back to interviews. Every Sunday we post the interviews that I used to post on Lightsaber, which at the moment was sort of September 2008 sort of era. Um, so we're working through those. So that's been fun to do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I, I look forward to booting up and getting on and and doing stuff and and seeing what news is out there. But as a consequence, it means that you don't have time to sit down and read everything that's coming out or. You know, you, you watch right. an episode of the Clone Wars once, and it's like, oh, I really want to watch that again. Have I got time? Yeah, I've got time. Go on, let's put it on. You know, it's that sort of thing. It's juggling everything. It's making it all fit. Well, you mentioned Clone Wars. How how have you enjoyed the the new season of the Clone Wars on Disney Plus? I'm loving it. It's it's so. I don't know how quite how to describe the fact that it came back. I always enjoyed it when it was on before. Uh, it was always an enjoyable. Show show and there was you know it was georgie's last big thing really i guess if you think of it in those terms and it's been always been interesting to watch sort of feloni's progress um through the you know through the i don't know what you'd call it just just as he's moved on in his journey that's probably the best way um but now it's come back it's almost like, well one it doesn't feel like it ever went and yet it's sort of six years since it had gone um and i've loved it I've really enjoyed it. The animation's gorgeous. The music's really standing out to me this time. The the vocal performances have been a dial has been turned, and uh, there's I can't say who I spoke to, and I can't say any more than than stay tuned to the insider. There's a really good interview in the insider coming up very soon, which explains why the vocal delivery in these episodes are, is more um cinematic that's probably the best way of putting it so i've really enjoyed that aspect of it uh and now as we're heading as we speak you know we're not that far away from the siege of mandalore arc which takes us home really uh i, I cannot wait i can't wait i'm loving it i'm gonna miss it I mean, it's only 12 episodes why can't it be 100 more episodes it's just been great fun oh it it really had the animation like they sort of updated sort of the models, I suppose, and yeah. uh, of these different characters. And it's very rich. It's cinematic. We've already met some new characters that have been fascinating. And I have really, really enjoyed it. I mean, the Siege of Mandalore is, is somewhat legendary and infamous yeah. to a degree. So now we're actually going to see it fleshed out and very, very much looking forward to that. <laughs> um, you were going to say something? No, I'm just coughing away like an old hack. Oh, coughing with Kenobi. <laughs> I like it. It's a spin-off show. Very good. Um, so <laughs> the um, an interesting thing that has happened uh, during the quarantine is that I've had a chance to go through my old comic book collection, to go through my collectibles, to, to rearrange some stuff in the coffee with Kenobi Studios. Made that video, which is the intro to our Facebook Live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. But I've started, I've been asked quite a bit 
about what are some of my favorite collectibles that I currently own. Do you have, obviously you've got a huge collection. What are some of your very favorites? Not necessarily value or rarity, but just things that really speak to you and kind of bring you back to that nostalgia that is Star Wars. It's it's all about nostalgia, isn't it? You know, I got the, here we go. This is me on my meandering mind trips that I go on. So I ordered the double vinyl of Rise of Skywalker soundtrack, beautiful soundtrack. So the double vinyl came up last week. So it sat in the living room. So I might my, my set up my mixer and computer and everything's in the in the living room. So I'm in the living room at the moment. And next to me is a pile of stuff that's got to be sorted out and moved upstairs. So on that pile for about a week, as I say, was Rise of Skywalker. This morning I thought, right, I've got a pile of stuff I need to take upstairs and sort of find a home for upstairs in the collection. So I went up, found the space, found the space for my um rise double vinyl next to my in my head i'm thinking last jedi double vinyl but of course i realized this morning that i hadn't bought it so put it next to my force awakens one go downstairs order the double vinyl last last jedi one point being is whilst i'm sorting out room to put these in i found well i knew they were there but i was looking through all of the um um choose your not choose your own adventure read along adventure books that we used to get as kids the little square bound books with the cassettes or the or the albums and they did a few as 12 inch albums so everyone remembers planet of the hoojibs everyone remembers droid world they did a 12 inch one called mission toward mantel uh and just pulling that out looking at the vinyl and uh, or the uh, i'd actually got it twice one had the cassette in which hasn't got the cassette there so i think i think i bought that at fan days in 2011 just somebody had it there and i thought i've never seen that i'm having that and bought it and I've, ever since i thought i've got to get the cassette and i've never got the cassette so it's just seeing stuff like that that sort of sparks off little memories and um i mean obviously it's always going to be your first figure death star george is my first figure you know for us in the uk star wars weekly is hugely evocative so anything to do with Star Wars Weekly just sets off great memories. Um, sure. There's, there's, there's loads of little – it's always little – I say always, it's not always, but generally it's little things for me that, that spark off a memory. I've got a box full of pins and badges from Celebration or, or similar events around, uh, you know, in the UK or, or New York Comic Con or wherever it might be in the States. That always, that always sort of makes me smile. So it's generally just odd things – you know, random odd things that seem to spark nice memories off. But uh, yeah, it's nice. It's it's fun. I've got a friend in Japan who sent me some stuff the other day, and I've just got a little sort of mini Japanese focus and just putting these pieces all together and rearranging them so they sort of look like something. Is it's kind of fun. But uh, that's the nice thing about collections is, and also remembering where you got them from or who yeah. gave them to you or where it originated from you know that's always nice so there's always got to be a story that's one thing i learned from steve sansway you know a rancher there's not a story attached to it why have you got it you know you, you want to be able to sort of if somebody comes to your house and you're able lucky enough to welcome them in and walk them around and show them the collection and they go tell me something about this piece you want to have a story other than oh yeah i just turned up the other day you know you don't want to have some sort of connection to it so otherwise yes. why have it and what's great is uh the those I, for some reason I can look at almost everything in my collection and remember, like you said, a story or or sort of the context of how it came into my possession. And then now with my son, the three boys, uh, the older two boys, um, still love Star Wars, but it's certainly taken on a different sort of a filter for them. But my six year old is still very much very gung ho about it and just reliving things with him. For example, 
the old The Empire Strikes Back Mitch and mix and match storybook. Yes. There's all these different cut scenes that you flip through. Yeah, about a week and a half ago, he looked through that and he was laughing, having Luke and then Darth Vader and then Jawas and Sam people ride the um, Tauntaun <laughs> and all this stuff. And he got the biggest kick out of it. And it just added sort of a new dimension to it all for me. So, you know, whether it's kids or friends or family or whatever, just sharing your collection is just such a great part of it. And really, it makes it so much more powerful for me. That's a really good point. And I think one thing that's unique about Star Wars, almost over anything else comparable, maybe Marvel to a degree, but I think Star Wars works serious. It works goofy. It works childlike. You know what I mean? Yep. From every, whatever angle you come at Star Wars, whatever age group you come at Star Wars, any age group, if they've got their eyes and their heart open, will sort of go, I really kind of like that. You know, so there's a, there's a sort of a real universal vibe to, to Star Wars that not not that many other franchises can really generate. I mean, Star Trek is at heart pitched more at a more mature audience. It's sort of you would start generally on Star Trek as a as a at, at the very earliest. I would say an early teen. You generally get into it at that little bit older, or it's certainly pitched to that sort of age group. I know they're doing Lower Decks, the new show that's coming out. That kind of feels to me, I've not seen any, but that kind of feels to me, it's probably going to be a bit more like um, Detours was going to be, you know, a bit more sort of a, a, a nod and a wink at the camera sort of thing. Um, but Star Wars, you can be, and there's millions of them, that you can be a three-year-old kid into Star Wars. You can, you know, you can want to dress up like Ray, or you can want to run around in a Stormtrooper helmet or whatever. Or you can be guys like me, I'm 50 next year, you know, so I'm still, I'm still mad about it and get a kick out of all the different little things and, yeah. When they get it right, it's it's irreplaceable. Listening to Coffee with Kenobi, you are with Dan Z, the podcast you're looking for. This is <laughs> That's gonna do it for today's show. Thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedule to have a cup of coffee with me and for helping to spread the word about our Star Wars family we've got here at Coffee with Kenobi. Be sure to tune in Monday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live at www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash live or www.facebook.com slash coffeewithkenobi and have a cup of coffee, tea, or any beverage of your choosing as we continue the conversation. To join us in the CWK Cafe, which is our Facebook group, and share your Star Wars thoughts, comments, reviews, and opinions in a family-friendly, spoiler-free place that is also drama-free, Go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash community and be a part of the conversation, talk about this week's show, or just talk some Star Wars. It's a lot of fun and you'll make some new friends as well as catch up with longtime friends as well. I also want to thank our new and longtime friends who join us in the CWK Cantina and let you know how much I appreciate your help and encouragement and love being able to give back to you with CWK Pour Over, the exclusive weekly podcast not heard anywhere else. I want to thank Dennis Keithley, Jason Hall, Angela Sauce, Chris Gavarka, Aaron Harris, Alexander Moylan, Ross Halliban, Jeff Ellis, David Nicely, Jessica Berry, Colby Mead, Frank Mulder, LJ Souter, Mark Suter, Nick Deco, Eric Struthers, Jared Cantor, Brian McKinney, Daz Davies, Thea Selby, Chris Metz, Caroline Maselli, Jim Capron, Blake Weaver, Dan Ream, Kurt McKellen, Christine Turk, Simbot Deftadarian, Ian Thompson, 
Alex Procasio, Hannah, Tyler Pompa, Connie Shi, Susan Gray, Chelsea Sandsbury, Joss Boylan, and Yancey Evans. If you want an additional way to help out the show, go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash support and join us in the Coffee with Kenobi Cantina. It's a great way to support and help out the show and 10% of your monthly contributions go directly to the St. Jude Children's Hospital to support the incredibly important work they are doing to help these brave children and their families. Plus, contributors at the CWK All-Star level can watch a video podcast of CWK Pour and contributors at the CWK MVP level can participate in an exclusive live stream hosted by me, Tom Gross, and Corey Club twice a month. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions. In addition to being part of the community on Facebook, please don't forget to visit our website at www.coffeewithkenobi.com for Star Wars news, announcements, reviews, videos, and so much more. If you have a question for me or just want to share your thoughts on the air, feel free to email me at danzy at coffeewithkenobi.com and I'll share them on the show. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Mr. Zare, M-R-Z-E-H-R. There are also a lot more ways to connect with me and Coffee with Kenobi on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffee with Kenobi and check us out on Pinterest. You can find me twice a month on the podcast Looking at Lucasfilm, part of the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. And you can find my writings on CWK's website, as well as StarWars.com, where I'm an official blogger there, as well as on IGN, where I contribute articles on Star Wars, as well as other pop culture topics. And if you're considering starting a podcast or a blog, let me know how I can help you get started and help you make your creative vision a reality. Be sure to check out DanzeMedia.com and we can get the process started. I am also available to come to your school, conference, business, or organization to talk about how to tap into your strengths and help you bring out your very best. I want to inspire you to be inspired. This is your chance to take that first step into a larger world. Thanks, as always, to our CWK sponsors, especially MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, our travel partner and your one-stop shop for all things Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Lines, or anywhere on the planet. Please go to www.coffeewithkenobi.com slash mousefantravel to book your magical vacation and help support Coffee with Kenobi in the process. If you like the show, please tweet out that you're listening, share it on Facebook, or invite your friends and family to tune in and share a cup of coffee with us. And if the force is especially with you, please take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show on iTunes or Google Podcasts. Every review makes a huge difference and helps to spread the word. Go to iTunes and search Coffee with Kenobi and you'll see the show there. My circle of friends has grown so much because of each and every one of you. And it means so much to me that we have a wonderful Star Wars community to share it with. It's the little things that you've done, whether you realize it or not, that have helped to make this community a part of what it is. I mean, you've always been, very, as I said at the top, you've always been very welcoming to me. You've always been very gracious and encouraging. Uh, a cheerleader to everyone, um, selfless, kind. Uh, Mark, uh, I really appreciate you so much as a friend and just your place in Star Wars fandom. That's, that's very kind of you to say. That's, that's really kind of you to say. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose I think, I think I've just been around that long that it's... <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't say part of the furniture because there's plenty of people who've got no idea who I am and why should they? But, but, no, <laughs> but you know, I don't agree. It's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's nice true, man. It's true. I'm yeah. always happy oh, to well. share a, a cup of coffee, tea, a pint, anything with you. Let everybody know if they want to continue the conversation with you, where they can find Bantha Tracks and chat with you. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, funfortracks.com is always the best place to find us. Um, uh, and you can email me, mark at fanthetracks.com if there's anything you want to know or anything you need to know um, all the social media places at fanthetracks and always obviously head to the site and tune into podcasts we, we're uh, uh, building the podcast network up nice and slowly and steadily so that's nice and fun as well um, but out on twitter prefect underscore timing that's where you'll find me out there so I'm always always happy to chat and chew the cud and talk about whatever it doesn't have to be Star Wars I'll talk about anything This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. There's no one here. 